Oh boy, we've been waiting a long time for this one. Joining us now is the first 16-year-old to ever be a guest on Drew's Dozen, the clean-shaven Raheel Ramzanali. Raheel, it's great to have you with. I'm excited about this, genuinely, because you're one of my favorite people in the industry. Even though we don't hang out all the time, I consider you a friend, and it's, it's good to have you on, man. How you been? Man, I am so pumped to be on here because I listen to the Drew's Dozen. So You're the I'm, one, huh? I, no, come on. Come on. You know people are listening, man. I love it. So I'm excited to be here. I wish I had more of my confidence and my swagger because my beard is gone. Let's start uh, there. Let's start yeah. there. You, you, you normally have a variety of you know, facial maneuvers. You're like a rich man's Mike Fires in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you've shaven it all off, and it's for a great cause. November is here. November is here. So I guess you shave, what, Halloween or yesterday, and what's the deal? Yeah, so on the 1st of November, I shaved. I'm a clean-shaven man for the first time all year. I usually rock the, you know, the, the sexy stubble, and <laughs> that, that makes me look like my age. Now I look 16, as you mentioned. But the reason I did that is because I am one of the global models for November last summer, I flew out to London and they used my mustache for uh, their campaign that they used last year and they're going to reuse it this year. And it's a great cause because it is helping raise funds for men's mental awareness and men's health awarenesses like prostate cancer and um, testicular cancer. So they're raising money by donating. Um, you know, these are going to charity. The money's going to charities that are going to eventually help men with all of these problems and especially the mental side it's something that we as men really don't focus on enough so uh you know i'm gonna be i'm gonna be growing out the 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 mustache for the month and here's uh -huh. what it'll look like eventually hopefully is is right there that's uh <laughs> that handlebar mustache but i normally rock the freddie mercury for november <laughs> so i'll be having that and I'll, I'll hopefully be a front man for a cover band here that oh a cover band? Oh, I don't know. You know uh, Perhaps hey, the Nickelbackers? Yes. <laughs> the Nickelbackers. I wanted to see how, how long before we worked it in, and it was uh, less we than three minutes. We made it a minute and a half. Uh, it okay. Was, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's cool. So, by the way, if you don't want to rock a mustache, I understand, you know, and women want to help out with this as well. They're also doing a great thing called Move 60 for November to honor the 60 men we lose an hour to suicide around the world. So oh, wow. you just got to move 60 miles, commit, and uh, you know, post about it on social media, share it with your friends, and they can donate. And again, all of the donations do go to help charities that are helping men out. And it's such an important cause around the world. It is a huge deal. So when you see those mustaches this month, shout out to those guys and uh, make sure you donate to them. Yeah, it's a fun thing. I did it back in 2012 and in 2013. And it's funny the reaction you get from people um, because, you know, normally I, I don't have any facial hair and I had the, uh, you know, like the old Craig Roberts mustache from KPRC channel two. He's like one of my heroes. So, um, but people would say all manner of other things like you look like this or you look like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a fun thing and it raises awareness for a, a variety of things like you're talking about. Yeah. Um, okay. So we talked about the Nickelbackers and maybe we'll get back into that later, but how are you doing? What are you up to these days? Because I knew you first when I moved back from Lubbock as the guy on 1560 The Game, and you had the show with David Nuno, and y'all were nice enough to have me on, but I thought it was the most creative show in, in the city because you would sometimes interview guys, interview guests in a whisper. 
Yeah. And you would just, I mean, you would, you guys were out there and I thought that was really, really cool. But what are you doing these days, man? Yeah, man. Uh, it, thank you for the kind words. And that's what, we, and that wasn't like, Hey, you know, let's make our show this way. That's just us two being us. Yeah. Like, you know, that's how we are. And you, you're like that as well, where it's just like, be yourself, right? That I think for a lot of people lose that in the media is, Hey, just be yourself. Don't be a character. Don't be something you're not, because that's hard. Being yourself is the best thing you can do. It's such simple advice, but I received that pretty early. It's like, Hey, there's a reason why we hired you. Um, so I've always kept that uh, mentality. And now I'm doing a podcast with David Nuno called mm -hmm. No Layups, which you were a guest on. People can go find it's it fun. on uh, on the podcast archives there uh, with ABC 13. So I'm doing that. I'm doing some other stuff as well, just staying busy and and trying to flex these creative muscles, man, because in, in times like these where where we are getting into a routine of being at home, being with the kids, which is great you kind of fall into that routine, right? And, yeah. and you don't get to flex that create uh, that creative muscle. So just trying to do as much as I can and uh, staying active, right? How much of you like that, getting back together with him? Because, I mean, you guys had me on before a Texans game, but you don't necessarily just do sports. I mean, y'all are kind of yeah. covering the gamut. You have all, all manner of people on. It's a really fun podcast. Like you had Chris Fowler, I think, on recently. Yeah. And you sort of run, like I said, the gamut, don't you? We just bring on people we like to talk to yeah. and learn from, right? Um, and it's great doing it with him because now I don't – what we were doing before when we weren't doing the podcast is every week we call each other and we pretty much have a show on these <laughs> phone calls, right? Like we're talking about stuff, we're sharing our opinions. And I was like, hey, man, I, I love talking to you, but I think it'd be way cooler if we just record these and yeah. release it to the public, right? And it's been so much fun. But now we don't call each other as much because we're like, well, we just talked on Thursday and Sunday. So I kind of don't want to talk to you right now, you know? So I do miss those calls. And uh, it, it's fun, man. It's just fun working with friends. Yeah. And that was one of my goals for this year was, can I work with friends more, right? And it's not a knock on working with coworkers and stuff like that, but it is so much fun to work with your friends that you respect and, and have a great time with because you don't want to treat work as work, right? You just want to have fun at work and it just makes your life so much better. Yeah. And you, you kind of got out of the business about what, five, six years ago mm -hmm. and you were doing something else. And I know you liked that, but you kind of, I don't think you were getting that itch scratched, were you? That, that you Not did. at all. Not at all. And I, I, and what happened was I left to work in social media um, just so I could try something new, learn and see how I could apply that maybe one day to radio. And uh, it worked out where I got a chance to come back to radio and it was awesome. But when I was doing the social media stuff, um, man, I would be done with my actual work like two hours into my day. And then for real, like, and, and I hate saying this out loud, but I was working for a medical company. I would roll up there at 9 a.m. By 1030, I was done with all of my work, not for the day, Drew, but for the week. Like, I, you know, it, it, and, and that's great. You know, people, some people love that. But then for seven hours a day, I'm just sitting there yeah. and wasting time. Like, and that's why I was so active on Twitter. And I just said, man, this is boring. This isn't like the creative challenge I need. I, I, I like being challenged, right? So I started reaching out and I got back into the business and it was the best move because one, I had all this social media experience that I could apply to radio now, which, you know, like it lacked in social media. So it was great to apply those. Yeah. And two, I was a listener for four years. So I could apply those 
those uh, things that I learned as a listener, you know, my schedule, being in the car at what time, what do I want to listen to in the car? How easy is it to listen to things in the car? So I got a chance to apply those as well and like kind of do that customer uh, experience and user experience test on radio, which was awesome. You know, it's something you just said is very interesting. It makes me wonder because I had right out of college, so it was a long time ago, right out of college, I went to work for Bank One in this executive training program. And because I back then in 2000, when I graduated college, I just sort of had this frame of mind like, uh, you can't really work in sports media. That's not realistic. So I took, you know, this, it was a nice job, but I daydreamed for like five months Mm -hmm. while I was doing this thing. And then a, a sports job opened up and I pounced on that thing like a fumble. Like you and I, we're kind of the exception. I wonder what would happen to society if more people were actually doing what they loved and yeah. were stimulated by what they do and all that. I don't know. I know we're kind it of would be so own. much better, man. It, it'd be, it, it, society would be so different, right? Because when you're excited about your work, when you're passionate about work, it's not work. It's not yeah. Oh man, I got to go to my job and you and I are blessed, right? Like we get to do something that is so much fun. And when I talk to people on my podcast, when I, when I do my podcast or when I go talk to kids at schools, I always tell them one thing, find something that you're passionate about, make it your career because you're going to love life so much more, right? You're going to, it's not going to feel like, oh, I got to go to work. And then when you get home, you're exhausted, mentally drained. Yep. Um, you you want to come home and you're ready to go like, oh, you know what? I feel great. I want to go work out or I want to go hang out with my friends, right? Um, and I was falling into that rut of, oh, I would come home and just be like, oh, this sucks. This yeah. isn't fun. Just like how you were talking about, you're just in that, you just have this haze over you, right? And it, it's never too late, by the way to go and, and try something new, right? You don't have to quit your day job. I'm not saying go start this brand new company, but do yeah, it on the stuff side. You can do on the side. Yeah, yeah man. Do yeah. that. Do that. Side. Start that podcast. You don't have to put it out publicly. Just record it on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Start it. Call up a buddy. And if you guys have always talked about starting a podcast, do it. If you wanted to start a YouTube channel, do it. The worst thing that's going to happen is nobody's going to listen and you're going to have experience. That's a great worst case scenario that you're gaining experience and then you move on up. It's not going to happen overnight, but man, when you start doing these things, you feel so much better. Like you have something to look forward to and you can eventually plan it where it could become your job. Yeah. Okay. Starting out, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Who are you? All right. I'm Raheel Ramzanali. I grew up in Houston, Texas and Sugarland, Texas, but I am a first-generation immigrant. I was born in Karachi, Pakistan. My parents immigrated here in 1990 with me, my older brother, and my older sister. So how how old were you at that point? I was five years old. The same age as my daughter right now. So I always think about, man, what was that like? like? I remember moving here. So now I'm really careful with her as well because I know the memories that she's making right now, she'll remember these things. Because I remember moving here. I remember staying at my uncle's house for a few months as we got situated here. Um, but I grew up in Aleaf, Texas uh, through elementary school. Then we moved to Sugarland, Texas. I grew up there, went to middle school and high school there. Shout out to the Clements Rangers. That's where I graduated from. Good high and, school. Yeah, it's a great high school. It's so great that 
your boy here could not crack top 10% and then <laughs> <laughs> did not get into the University of Texas on his first try. Oh, did you have to do provisional or did you go like ACC or something like that? Or No, I, I did the CAP program, which back in the day was uh, where you had to go one year to one of the satellite schools. So mm -hmm. I went to San Antonio okay. because my uncle and my grandma lived there. So I, I wanted to be close to them as well. They're like my second family, my my second sure. dad, you know, so it was great having them there so I could go do laundry at their house instead of driving all the way back to Houston. So uh, I went to UTSA my, my freshman year, got a 4.0 GPA, and then just got into UT, luckily, which was great. And you're one of the proudest Longhorns I know. Um, Thank you. So it's, it's really cool to see that. My wife's a Longhorn. I didn't go to Texas. I went to SMU, but I've always kind of, you know, I've always enjoyed rooting for the Horns to see them do well. When you were at Texas – you did a lot of stuff on the media side. I mean, you, you called play-by-play -play for the women's softball team. Yes. That's just one thing. I mean, you did a lot of other – you know, you've got the – you're funny, you're creative, you're very different when you're on the air, but you have a very traditional background in a sense as far as getting into the broadcasting business and, and becoming a pro. It, it, that's just one thing you did. What else were you doing besides the play-by-play -play for the softball team? Man, so every summer, every spring break, every winter break, I took as many internships as I could because it, it sucks, okay, to say this out loud, but when you're a minority trying to crack sports media, I already knew I was going to be behind the eight ball, right? Like, yeah. it's going to be tough to crack it because, one, there's nobody that sounds like me with the name that looks like me that's doing uh, sports media-related things, sports radio, sports TV, in 2003 to 2007, right? Now it's great because there's so many different – people and different names and we're still lagging in that okay uh, as, a, as a medium but um, back then I knew that I would have to have one of the best resumes when I applied for jobs so I you know reached out to the student radio station and did a weekly sports radio show waking up at 7 a.m. as a college student and, and doing a show that maybe 30 people were listening to if that Right. But when I was doing that, again, it's all about getting reps, right? Finding your voice on air. And that's something that you know about. Like, you, it's hard to find your voice on air. We can be ourselves, but finding your voice on air is one of the hardest things. Um, so I did that. And then I emailed Jeremy Foster at the time. He was uh, doing updates for Sports Radio 610 mm -hmm. out of the blue. And I just said, hey, man, my name's Raheel Ramzanali. I'm a student at the University of Texas. I just want to intern with Sports Radio 610 because you guys are the best in the business. I listen to you guys when I, when I grew up in Houston. How can I get this internship? And he forwarded my email to Chance McLean, who was a programming director back you in the day. You talk about somebody who's out there. Oh, man, that dude <laughs> is out there. Um, but that was the best thing ever because Jeremy forwarded that email to Chance. And Chance was like, who's this kid just cold emailing people, you know, in 2004 trying to get an internship when there's, a, you know, when, when you got a call and yeah. fill out the form and stuff. I was like, I don't care. Just let me know. Like, I'll come up at three in the morning. I don't care. And he was like, come on in, kid. Let's go. And uh, from there, I interned there with Mark Vandermeer and Rich yep. Ford when they were doing their drive time show. And I just worked my way up. Eventually, my going into my senior year, I was setting up the Texans broadcast at the bubble for John and Lance uh, at the time they were doing the morning show at sports radio 610. And that's when I was like, this is the coolest industry ever because we were there at like four 30 in the morning. So I'm a college kid waking up at three 30 in the morning, driving to the bubble to right. set up a broadcast. And from four 30 after I would set up till like six in the morning, I'm the only one in the bubble with John and Lance 
So we would like get a football and start throwing around. And I'm like, what is happening here? I'm inside an NFL bubble, a practice bubble, throwing around, seeing Jerry Rice walk in. Cause that year they were doing a practice with uh, the Broncos. He was oh, with the Broncos. Yeah. So I'm like, that, that's Jerry Rice. Like just <laughs> right there. What is happening? So it was cool, man. I always intern. I tell kids all the time, get as much experience as you can. One, it looks great on your resume. Two, right. you get experience. That's the best thing in this industry. Yeah. It's uh and for those of you watching and listening, this is just part one. You and I are going to do this again because um, I, I've looked at the clock and we've already done 16 minutes. And we <laughs> I haven't gotten into, I haven't scratched the surface of the stuff I want to ask you. Um, but I, we're going to finish this with the rapid fire, just wackiness. Drew's doesn't, but we need to do this again, like in Absolutely. the next month or so. Okay. Absolutely. You just let me know. It's, it's almost like you and I just gave a, a like a starting starting a discourse on how to get jobs in the, in the industry. So we need yeah. to also, we need, we got other, a lot of other directions to go, but okay. If you could be the lead singer of any band that doesn't sing anymore, which band would it be? Queen. Okay. Now does Queen still qualify because I know they're still touring. No, no, no. They don't. No, no, they're, they don't Freddie Mercury's not We're good. No. Yeah. Freddie Mercury's my boy. Okay. Like, how come? Because he is Pakistani as well. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, growing up, like if you if you watch the movie, the biopic that came out, they're talking in Urdu in that in that movie with the family. I'm like, yo, like if I grew up in the 70s, for sure, I'm I, and in, in Britain, I, I for sure am starting a band like him. So that that to me, it's Queen. Do you or what was the age that you learned English? Did you already know before you came here? Or did you learn it in America? No, I learned it in America. So I was five years old uh, in the ESL program in A-Leaf and in Sugarland. So, uh, yeah, I learned it right here. What TV shows were you watching when you were a little kid? Oh, Drew, are you there? Sorry, you broke yeah. up. Okay. Yeah, you still there? What, uh, what TV shows was I watching growing up? Yeah. When you were like right when you moved over, do you remember? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, Full House. Okay. Uh, the Simpsons was my first TV show and uh-huh. I'm so glad my parents were immigrants and they didn't understand what the Simpsons <laughs> were because I know they just per- thought, Oh, you're watching yeah. cartoons. <laughs> cartoons are great. Um, because right now, if my daughter started watching the Simpsons, I'd be like, no ma'am, we're right. shutting this down right now. So to me, like that's where I get some of my comedy and my humor from. And then every night I would watch David Letterman with my dad. For whatever reason, that was the show that we watched after the news. And that's where I get most of my comedy and just on-air, uh, you know, inspiration. Because David Letterman was himself. He was like, yeah, I'm going to be me. And I'm going to be quirky. I'm going to bring on the deli guy from below. I don't care. Like, that's just who I am. And I loved it. Like, I fell in love with that show. Most underrated Simpsons characters who? Ooh. Underrated Simpsons character, I think it has to be Goya, the Goya Bumblebee, All right. the Goya man. I love every time he <laughs> was on the show, he would steal the show, and you're just. And I think only, uh, I think only Texans got that joke because Goya is a brand here, right? That we know. So when when they would do the Goya bit, I was like, this is awesome. This is the funniest thing I've seen. Mine uh, was the comic book store owner, but yes. back to Goya. So did you just lose your mind when Nuno had that, that, or has that, uh, that partnership with them? Did you think that was just like the greatest thing of all time? I loved it. I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, when am I going to be a guest on it? And we've actually done a few hits together. So uh, I've put my, I've put some recipes out there as well. And then 
uh, just to let just to let the crowd know. Okay, this is just for you guys. There are new episodes coming up for Thanksgiving and Christmas. We are we just right. filmed them, so I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, what was the biggest goof up you had when you were calling play by play for the horns back in the day? Ooh. Okay, for the horns, I didn't have many goof-ups. Like, I think softball is the easiest sport to call in terms of – because you're just watching. The yeah. action is pretty simple, right? Um, here's the biggest goof-up, though, and I'll <laughs> give you this one. I was calling high school football out in Austin, right? So on yeah. Friday nights, I would go do high school football, and this was my first play-by-play for high school football. I've never done play-by-play. I was like – but the guy was like, hey, I'll pay you 100 bucks." I said, absolutely. Great deal. Oh, man, when yes. you're in college – yeah, I was like done. Wow. So it was a hundred bucks for the season. Let me let me oh, go. In. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. but still, it's a hundred bucks. Okay, right. Um, and I said yes. So I get out there, first play of the game, uh, a kid returns a kickoff for a touchdown. Okay, so I'm like, oh, here we go. I know I know what I'm seeing. I know what to call. And we'll just say this kid's last name was Johnson. So okay, Johnson gets the ball. He's at the 20. He misses. Oh, here we go. He's breaking one tackle. He's at the 30. He's at the 40. He's at the 50. He's at the 55. And I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> so that was my biggest goof up ever. Mike, uh, the color commentary guy looked at me and just goes, have you ever watched football before? And I was like, uh, yes, I have. I just messed up. So yeah, the 55-yard the line does not exist for those of you that are listening. Uh, my my five year old he he said the fifty five once so it's you're you're in good company. This doesn't Oliver, make it better. <laughs> Oliver Doherty he 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 made that mistake recently. Uh, okay, what's your favorite Disney princess? Because you have a daughter. Oh, she likes Disney princesses. Moana. Moana, how come? She she's not a traditional princess, right? She's okay. not. Hey, oh, I'm in a castle. I'm helpless. Moana's like I'm about that life. I'm gonna get on this raft as a fourteen year old. And I'm going to sail with a, with, with, an, with a watercraft that shouldn't be, you know, like out there in a storm, but she still did it. And it's like, I'm going to go found, uh, find this guy, Maui. I'm going to go give the heart back to Tafiti and save my entire village, no matter what my dad says. Okay. I loved Moana. And I still watch it. Like, I, I know the soundtrack. I know, uh, I know every character. I loved it. When my daughter was two, that's the first time we watched it. And I was like, dang, this movie is really good. This isn't a traditional, you know, helpless princess movie. This is a go-getter. So I love Moana. When's the last time you said, oh, the sun's up to its old tricks again? <laughs> because every time I'm driving in rush hour traffic at sunrise or whenever the sun's coming up and the sun's beating me in my eyes, I remember that time you said on the radio, oh, the sun's up to its old tricks again. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you remember that i remember you texting me about that i oh man we used to do some dumb stuff about the sun because what what happened was there was a traffic update lady that would you know like they would pre-record traffic stuff and send it over and every like whenever it was like the fall or whenever spring or whenever the sun is like just right on rush yep. hour traffic she would go all right, and drivers, be careful out there. The sun is shining bright if you're heading into the west side. It's like, really? Like, we have to give a sun warning? Guys, come on. Oh, sunglasses, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a simple solution that we figured out that you can just put sunglasses on or put your uh, sun visor down. All right, this is an abbreviated version, so we finish with, what's the last thing that you cooked? 
I had eggs yesterday, egg whites. Uh, so here's what I made. I, I made Miga's tacos, right? Uh, oh, okay. Shout out to Miga's because it adds a little extra crunch. It's just yeah. a, hey, you like, you like breakfast tacos? Yeah. But do you like breakfast tacos with a little crunch? <laughs> then take some tortilla chips and put them in there. Did you put uh, tortilla chips or did you use Doritos? No, I, I, I ooh, Doritos is a good call. Turn it, turn the, the paradigm shift man. right there. Whoa, my mind is blown right now. <laughs> Sometimes the, the easiest solutions are right in front of us, but we don't think about them. That's right. Uh, no, so I did, uh, I did 20 grams of egg whites and then one whole egg on top, you know, mixed it all up and got some uh, HEB tortillas, the best tortillas in the game. Boom, done. All right, this felt like four minutes, so we're gonna do this again. Uh, let's, it's November 2nd, let's do it December 2nd, around there, you cool yeah. with that? Anytime, man, you just, uh, you let my people know and I'll let your people know, we'll arrange this and set it up. <laughs> and we'll get a good update on how November went for you, because by then it'll be just about finished. Best yep. of luck with that, best of luck with everything you do. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm a big fan of yours, I know a lot of other people listening and watching are as well. The great Raheel Ramzanali. Thank you, Drew.